Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the second course of the food show. And we're going and we into the Cheryl second. And Timely on and the, the phone. A whole bunch of friends so to talk to, to us. Let's go to Cheryl first. You can, if you call us, uh, we, we'd still love to hear you. Call so. us. We'll talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> and and with great Hi, Cheryl. eagerness. All right, hey, Cheryl. how are you? Her Cheryl, welcome. Come on in. Okay, it was wonderful. It, what it was? was moist, uh, beautifully it prepared. It looked really pretty. You did a good job. Thank you very much. What and was it? We went to the turkey roulade. Turkey roulade. Yeah, about a week okay. or two ago, she called up asking for a place to get a, a turkey that was deboned. Not a turkey, but a turkey breast that was deboned because she right. saw it on Ina Garden. Mm-hmm. And butterflies. Mm. And butterflies. Yes. Okay. All right. And, and, and it so, had onions. Uh, okay. I sautéed onions. Are you do it again? Absolutely. I really? sautéed okay. onions, fennel seeds, and garlic, and uh, shaved a little butter and put that on top of that, and the prosciutto, and then rolled it up and put sage leaves on the very top. And it was so moist and so tasty, and the house smelled wonderful. Okay. Wonderful. That's great to hear. Good. Yes. Well, and you know, Ina Garden has all those recipes that make you want to do it. She's like, um, she's she's like Martha Stewart, only um, not as infuriating. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. and I do believe that Ina could be my best friend. Okay. Whereas yeah. Martha Stewart, I may have a few, I may have a few problems. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think Martha Stewart is just a little too lofty. It's like I can't reach for that star, but Ina, maybe. Anyway. Yeah. I don't watch either one of them, but I used to really, really be obsessed with Martha Stewart. All right. Thank you, Cheryl, for your report. I'm glad it worked out for you. Oh, yes. It was wonderful. That's all I can tell you. Good. Okay. Bye. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right, finally, we meet up with Timely again. Do we have both of them up, Doug? Hello. I'm here. Hey, you guys. Hey, how are you? We're good. How about you? Where are you, first of all? I am in outside of Phoenix, Arizona, and Emily had a work trip, so she is in Fargo, North Dakota, of all places. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness! You're not even in in the same city. Oh no. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have so much to ask and tell you. So, so um, you went to the Grand Canyon, is that right? Yeah. Yep. Did you, Did you hike it? We didn't go We're not down much of a into hiking the couple. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> We're more of a <laughs> we do like mediocre easy hikes. <laughs> You're like what? More of a walk around like the easy. couple. Yeah. Uh-huh. A strolling couple. That's what you are. You're yeah. a strolling right. couple. Okay. Okay. Did you 
did you park at the at the south rim at the top of the south rim? I mean, you didn't you, you didn't go down at all. Yeah, no, we did. We parked there, so we parked by the visitor center, um, and we camped in. It's it's called Tessian. Is that what it was, Tim? Tessian the night yeah. before, which was um, it's like ten minutes from the south rim. So mm-hmm. we stayed there and then went um, to the south rim and did a, a probably around a two mile walk, like kind of all around the south rim and stuff. But it was really icy, so. There were a couple oh, really? people that were hiking, yeah, but like, yeah, it got, yeah, oh. so we didn't want to do too much um, of the hiking down with the wind and yeah. wet and all that, so, well, but yeah, so it was beautiful. Well, if it was icy at, at the South Rim, then it must have been uh, quite the drive to get there from Flagstaff in the RV. It was so pretty, though. That was, like, a very pretty drive. And actually, on the way back, Emily drove for the first time. Oh. How was that, Emily? I was proud of her. It was terrifying because we were going over mountains (laughs) with Uh ridiculous grades. So um, I was pretty much white-knuckle driving the whole time. But it's okay. I'm going to get better. It can only get better from here. You know, Boy, is that the truth? When I I lived there for for a while, as you probably know, Emily, but you probably don't, Tim. When I was much, in the Grand Canyon, much, I lived at the or- Grand Canyon. I actually worked for the company that stocked the Grand Canyon with people, in a crass way of putting it. Um, it oh. was it, <clears throat> there back in a long time ago, back in the original days of uh, national parks. The government contracted with one particular uh, <clears throat> purveyor, I guess, and and what they did was they uh, supplied people for all of the curio shops and all of the restaurants and the hotels and everything where there was commerce being done was one company. And huh, it was huh. it was called Grand Canyon National Park Lodges, but it's and real name. And it used name. to be the Fred Harvey Company. Fred Harvey Company. Fred Harvey. Yes, we could get oh, into a okay. whole. There's a there are books written about Fred Harvey and movies too. Because basically, he populated the West. He was a guy that supplied really women <laughs> for yeah, tra- on trains. That has to be <laughs> a- acknowledged because. If if it was just a whole bunch of guys going out to the to the wild west, which is what this was in its early yeah. years, uh, it, it wouldn't have gotten anywhere. But because there were women who were practically well, they were volunteering to come in from wherever in America Those they were coming from, and then they would uh, go to work in all of these stops along the train route and all of that, and uh, that's what made all of that stuff. Uh, at the Grand Canyon and all the rest of it possible. Let's clarify their work. They were waitresses. Okay. Yeah, well, you, <laughs> yeah. you uh, they were waitresses. And and <clears throat> there's actually a movie called The Harvey Girls. <clears throat> but anyway, oh. Oh. I worked as uh, I worked in the personnel office for about a year and a half at the Grand Canyon in the basement of the El Tovar Hotel. And oh, my okay. job was to um to give the orientation to all of the new employees that came into the company. 
And we would hike every weekend. I had no toenails for about two years because I would hike oh canyon every weekend. <laughs> but I want. But the point of the whole story is driving to go to quote civilization, i.e., Flagstaff or Phoenix from the Grand Canyon, as you know now, is a couple hours drive. So if I had, like, mm-hmm. the morning off or something, I'd be really in a hurry. And invariably, there'd be someone like you all on the road ahead of me going <laughs> eight miles an hour up up the mountains. And and I used to curse so ferociously oh, at people Lord. like you. But they're I'm everywhere. sure people, yeah, I'm sure people hate us. But, yes, there's, I mean, sure. there's a lot of passing lanes, you know, like, so every couple miles they've very nicely now have put in passing lanes so if people can wait that long yeah you know we're not we're not trying yeah, to we be obnoxious faster than 40 miles per hour <laughs> yeah it, it, it seemed like speed. it was always about eight miles an hour maybe they've improved rvs since then <laughs> yeah. anyway a little bit, maybe a little um okay. marianne was angel was the angel lodge there yeah. or named bright that angel. when you yeah, were there? Bright Angel. Mm-hmm. Bright Angel. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah we had, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we had Thanksgiving there, but we oh, didn't you have did? Thanksgiving Oh, that'd be a food. great place yeah. to have Thanksgiving. Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably the food be. probably I, wasn't I all that good. <laughs> no, I mean, it, we, I ordered this BLT with <laughs> avocado on it, and they fried the avocado. I've never had that. Like, And you never, never will again either. <laughs> Wait a second! You didn't have like a turkey a dinner. There wasn't a turkey dinner option. We thought about that. Option. We felt bad for not doing it, but we they did have an option. Oh wow! And I probably shouldn't admit this. I shouldn't have admitted that. But <laughs> no, what? It's real. It's real. That we. You know what? You guys should have splurged and gone to Thanksgiving at the El Tovar. People were talking we should about start calling you before we go to these places because you're recommending things after we, we do them. <laughs> well, you don't well, listen to me anyway. I asked it. you to stop and get me something in Santa Fe, and I hear that you went, and and you didn't call me. I forgot. Oh, and because you know our door why? handle no. fell off. Yeah. Because of what? what happened? Our door handle fell oh, off. Oh, no. Not that again. We were no, trapped this in the RV. We were climbing through the window. <laughs> And it got really stressful in Santa Fe. So we were only there for like a I'll day. Bet. And when we're there, Are you going to get we that thing trapped. fixed? Yes. Uh, yes, I ordered the part. Mm-hmm. But and, it's nineteen ninety-five, so like there's, there's, they don't make them really anymore, so it's tricky to get. But oh gosh, so you're still climbing through the window? No, so we. We, that only lasted for a day. We couldn't do that. We just took off the whole thing. So we still have a dead bowl, and it's fine. But we, we just, oh, okay. I okay. mean, we couldn't get out of the RV with the other lock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay, we had to so, do away with that. So where have you found some great eating? Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. It was great. Went, uh, Old Town Albuquerque. Is that mm-hmm. what it's called? The old, yeah, the Old Town part? We yeah. ate at, like, mm-hmm. Church Street Cafe. Um, yes, that's, yeah. I guess it's a top five restaurant in Albuquerque. I mean, when I Googled it, it can't, I love that place. Um, and I've never place. had, like, a Navajo taco before. You know, like, I guess, like, a puppy. No, what's a Navajo taco? Tortilla. 
it's just a puffy tortilla. And then oh, a like a maize, like a maize, like at a repas, right? What is it? It's it, it served like a pizza. I mean, it looks like a pizza, but it's a uh-huh. taco. I don't know. It's just a thicker. I guess the difference is just the thickness in the tortilla. Right, Emily? Does that sound right? It's basically like more puffy. It's almost like a cross between a pastry and pita bread at the same time. Yeah. Um, but that's just like their traditional, that's like the, the Navajo traditional um, recipe, I suppose. So they, um, that Is was it a like Navajo fry bread? Is it like fry yeah. bread? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I never uh, had that know, either until Emily... this last week. I'm sorry, go ahead, mm-hmm. Tim. What? I, I've never had that fry bread before yeah it's good yeah i like Albuquerque. It. um emily did you show tim that hotel where we all stay that adorable hotel when we went for your mom's 50th birthday air balloon trip you know i didn't but that's partially just because i i don't even remember what it was called i was thinking oh. about our whole trip and it was great our trip was great but i couldn't tell you where we stayed i have no idea <laughs> oh Folks, my my sister has um, two daughters who are very good to her, and um, and they uh, arranged a surprise 55th birthday party for my sister, who's always wanted to fly in a hot air balloon. So we went about six years ago to um, oh, I just said how old she was, huh? to uh, the Hot Air Balloon Festival in Albuquerque and stayed at this adorable hotel that I can't remember either, but it was really cute. And I think we talked about going to churches. <laughs> Have we been there? Did we go there, Oh, you Emily? should. We um, went to some place and sat in, like, a long room. I remember that. Yes. But anyway. Yes. Well, all right, I mean, so where are you all headed the... next? Ashley and Water flying a... in to meet with us. Wait, what? So yeah, we are, yeah, they're flying in next week, San Diego. Ashley. San Diego? Is that where you're, is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I want to tell you something. I want to give you a job, and you're probably not going to yeah. do it. But in <laughs> Bakers. It. Tell me this time. I'll do it. <laughs> okay, wait, but you're not even going to go to Los Angeles? You're not going to Los Angeles? No, we will. We're just starting in San Diego, and we're going to go up the coast. Okay, so you're going to go down to San Diego and then head up. Okay. Mhm. Mhm. Well, there's a there's a place in um there's a place in Orange uh Orange <clears throat> Orange County. Yeah, we're going to get to Bakersfield in a second. Well, you're probably going to miss Bakersfield then totally unless you're heading back through Bakersfield. But there's a place in Orange County, if you like Mexican food, it's a Michelin-starred restaurant in a shopping center. It's a tiny little hole in the wall, but it's unbelievable. It's called Taco Maria. I can remember that. Yeah, so contact me, and I'll give you details on that when you get closer. But there's there's a junk store in Bakersfield if you wind up heading east through Bakersfield. And if you're heading to New Orleans, you probably are going to leave Los Angeles and go through Bakersfield. So Bakersfield has something called the Five and Dime Antique Mall. Mm -hmm. And there is a working Woolworths counter in that mall. And it's it's like it's like a blast from the past. A Woolworths had a 
a lunch counter that was legendary, and they have they they excavated one and then set it up in this mall. Huh. So okay. go if you dare. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Do. It's definitely do some place an RV would pull up to, I would say. <laughs> we'll fit in. We'll fit do in you there. Yeah. Know where we're staying now? We're actually staying in um a fifty five and up RV. We're staying in a fifty five and up community because Emily argued her way to get to the RV park. Like this, you have to be fifty five <laughs> and up to be here. I didn't argue my way, but everything there is is basically a retirement community. So we're, I mean, we're living the like, retired life. There's shuffleboard competitions every day, and um, wait, where is this? In Phoenix. This is in Mesa, Arizona. Where oh we're yeah, well that is now. Phoenix. You know, that's that's a big retirement yeah. area. You yeah. Know. Well, yeah. you'll you'll have a lot of interesting experiences, I'm sure. Have you found any really exceptionally good food? Besides Phoenix, churches, in Anywhere. Phoenix, not yet. We well, I mean, I haven't so, talked to you in a couple of days, so you know. I mean, a couple of weeks. Yeah. So, um, I'm assuming you've we, been to some. What'd you yeah, do in Santa so, Fe? Besides, well, not Santa go to where I wanted you to go. Where did you want us to go? Because I didn't. I want you to go to the Nambe store, and get me some silverware. Nambe. Okay. We're going back to Santa Fe because I also want to Oh, get, you are? Okay, um, well, let me know when you go. Did you find any great food there? Because there's a lot of good restaurants there. Santa Fe, we, we were only we there, there probably long. like a day. Yeah. Uh-huh. What we found was between Albuquerque and Santa Fe on the Turquoise Trail. Oh, yeah. Is, um, it's just Do you like know anything about the Turquoise Trail? I know a little bit about it. What is? What did you find? Oh, it's amazing. Um, it's uh, it's just it's it's a road through the mountains that connects Albuquerque to Santa Fe, mm-hmm. and it's all these old Western ghost towns that you know mm. specialize in like selling art and stuff. And there's little restaurants, and we ate at this one place called it's in Cerrillo, Cerrillo, Los Cerrillo, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's called the Blackbird, Blackbird Saloon. Yeah, Blackbird Saloon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we had elk, and it was blueberry mustard. I've never had that before, but it was good. And um, I think that the Mexican food that you're going to find where you are now is going to be considerably better than, um, what's the one? Uncle Julio's. Uncle Julio's. (laughs) I don't know, man. I'm still. I've seriously been there over a hundred times. You still like you still I don't know you're you're eating the real stuff now you're gonna be eating the real. You know, I was stuff. going for I go with Emily like she we have to go we go all the time at least once. Every, what to Uncle Julio's? Like, yeah. A month. Yeah. 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 Mary Lee's even worse with her addiction to it. Okay, so um, are you all in anyone's driveway? Have you been in anyone's driveway? Have you met anyone really cool? Not lately. What's happening at the dog park? <laughs> We went to a Flagstaff dog park and had a ball. Um, where else did we go? What other dog park have we been in? I think um, that was the latest one that we were at. But, um, but yeah, no, I think the the main thing in Phoenix is we're staying in that um, we're staying in a <laughs> community. But I think we'll be there for at least a week, so we'll have lots of time. Wait, you're going to be there a week? Yeah. In, in the retirement community? Oh, gosh, you guys are going to be a big yeah. hit. 
Wow. <laughs> I'm having I'm hanging out. I'm playing dominoes with Rhonda next door. She invited me to play dominoes, so I took her up on it. That's what I'm going to be doing tonight. <laughs> well, that is some kind of exciting. That's all I got to say. You got to go find a good restaurant in Phoenix. I wish I knew one. I haven't been in a very long time. Oh, they've got a lot of money there, and they spend it. You, you yeah, just, the, the uh, but, snowbirds, yeah. Yeah, that's basically uh-huh. it. Yeah. Well, that was really interesting. Okay. And uh, That means you're th- done. Thanks uh, thanks for uh, being there <laughs> and uh, looking forward to talking again about uh, whatever it is we're talking about. So, uh, But thank you very much and have a great time. Can I ask him one more question, Tom, no. before you shoot them off? No, yes. go ahead. I'm not showing yes. anybody. Have you found, have you, in your boon, this Boondocker website, I'm really interested in this Boondocker website, have you have you had any invitations to be in anyone's house or anything like that? So we um, we have to reach out to them, and if if getting into the retirement community didn't work, then that was our plan. B we were going to be doing that. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I see. Okay. okay. Since we made it in, we haven't done that in um, in a couple weeks, but I think yeah. we'll probably okay. be looking at that as we go to California more. So we will keep yeah. you updated. Well, no, wait, one more qu- Wait, Tom. Yeah. Let me yeah. ask him one more question. All right. So I'm taking your pulse now. After you've been on the road for how long now? Almost two Almost months. months. Oh yeah. my gosh! Wow. Okay. So, are you more or less likely to give it all up and live in the RV? We would just um, have to quit our jobs. <laughs> so I, jobs I'm having. In the I, way. I mean, I think me and Emily's relationship has gotten better. Where everything is not that it was bad before, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's fun. We're having a great time, but. uh mm-hmm. Just the job gets in the way. That's all. Oh, guess not the way it always goes. I, I probably should ask you that question after you've had a, a week of playing dominoes with Rhonda, and we'll check in and see how you're how you're feeling about RV life after that. Well, thanks again, uh, and uh, looking forward to the next time. All it's right. the food yeah. show. I'm Bye, Tom Fitzmaurice. It's great to be Safe here. Travels. Most of the time we talk about food. Sometimes we talk about other things, but uh, here it is. And uh, those folks are out there traveling around the, uh, the whole country, which is something I always wanted to do, and I kind of halfway did. And uh, well, maybe in a second life, it'll come back. 260-6368. Our program today is sponsored by New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. Uh, some new things over there. One of them is uh, they are doing grilled oysters. Wow. And it, just to have that on the menu is, is doing something. And uh, they are uh, doing that. They're also putting out uh, barbecue shrimp. This is something you can just, put when you're placing your order, you can say, let's have the barbecue shrimp. And, yes, it is as good as what you have had. And beyond that, you find uh, many, many more ways to uh, ex- exacerbate no, your, your, uh, your, your palate and finding some great things to eat. And it's not just ever a hamburger. They roast it there on the premises. They grill excuse me. it on the they hot grill. They grill it, and it's hot crusty. as can be, crust, crusty on the outside, the way I like them, and uh, nice and juicy in the middle. It's New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. The seafood part of it uh, goes to put out some plates of very good, fresh seafood that is prepared to order. To order. And Comes to the table and that's smoking hot, smoking hot, and greaseless. all greaseless and Golden all brown. all those other things, 
and uh, they'd love to have you come by at any of the seven locations nope, of New ten, Orleans, Hamburger. Ten locations. And ten. What did I say? You said seven. Ten oh, locations around town. They also have good local specialties. They have great salads, poor boys. Plate lunches, that's New Orleans hamburger and seafood. And there it is, and they're waiting for you now, in fact. All New right, Orleans just, hamburger and seafood company. I just got another one of those texts that I get from people who don't want to go on the air. No? Let me say you should go on the air because maybe other people want the question that you have answered for them as well. Huh? So the question is, would you put sweet potatoes, diced sweet potatoes, and shallots, and a little garlic, and what else to make them in the oven or saute them? I don't even understand that question. I don't either, but that's what I had for lunch today. <laughs> what, sweet potatoes like that? Yeah. Well, I would take uh, diced sweet potatoes and put them in a pan with some garlic and onions yeah. and oil. No kidding. I, that, what you're describing is exactly what I had for lunch today. Yeah, like roast them. So it was you good. You mean like roast them? Roast them? Yeah. What's like roast them? Put, put roast the sweet potatoes. Fried sweet potatoes. Fried. I'm and talking then, uh, about roasted sweet potatoes. Roasted. Okay. No, these are these were more like French well, fries. Well, fried is fried and roasted is roasted. Yeah. Well, this was good. No yeah. matter what else you say about it, it was good. And it's at New Orleans Hamburger and nope, Seafood Company. Do Martinos. What? Are you talking about DiMartino's now where you had lunch? DiMartino's is a different yeah. restaurant. Yeah. Okay. And uh, anyway, th but uh, that's uh, that's what came my way today. And it's uh, I had never thought about doing French fries made out of uh, sweet potatoes. Really? That, You've never seen them? Oh, I've no, seen I've seen it before, but it's, been, it's been, a, been a long okay. time since the last time that right. turned up. So anyway, uh, that's that's what came around. So something worth eating again. That's what we look for here. That's the whole idea that's of the show. That's what we live for. 260-6368. Yes. All right. It's all yours. Okay. Uh, we are... Gregory's here. Gregory, Welcome. Hello, hello, uh oh. Hello, uh -oh. hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Sounds Tom, like you're come doing on. the old train car. Hello, Marianne. Hi. Hey, that uh, Kimberly and the toaster are headed towards San Diego. Yes. Is that right? Is that what I heard? Yes. Oh, they're going to love. I, I, hopefully, that they do listen. Um, you know, I lived there for a number of years and talk about great Mexican food. I mean, you can't get any better unless you go south of the border. But there's a. Uh, there's a chain in San Diego owned by an old family. It's called Alberto's. If they don't get a big burrito from Alberto's, they're going to miss some really, Alberto's. really good Alberto's, okay. Food. I'm going to tell them. I'll text her that right now. Go ahead. What else? I think there's, I think there's like 15 locations. There's another thing. Y'all were talking about, uh, oh, in the first part of the show. Um, avocados. Oh, my God. Yeah, avocados. You know, mm -hmm. I never even knew what they were until I was about 10 years old, but my grandmother mm -hmm. was from San Antonio, and she... Wow. Uh, she 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 did Tex-Mex, and she used to put her avocados in the refrigerator too. And, and my dad's been doing it ever since. I didn't know people didn't know about that. And they actually will keep. And I do love them. I think they're one of the best foods in the world. Yeah, um, food of the gods. I, I food of the gods. I use them whenever I can. I like to stuff them. I like to, you know, people are, are putting them on the grill now. And if you grill them lightly, you know, get a little sear on them. They're actually delicious. I mean, you have to be careful, of course. Um, and then you dice them up and put them in a, like, you can put them in a pico de gallo. Or you can put them in a, make a, make a guacamole out of roasted avocado, rather. Um, quite good. You know, I, I've started to make uh, 
um, guacamole in a totally different way than I've liked Tom's recipe all of these years. I sure, it's that, it I think that avocado with some diced tomatoes and cilantro and a little bit of garlic and um, some uh, jalapeno with maybe just a little bit of olive oil to where it's really like just a mm. chunky thing is so much. I like it chunky. Yeah. yeah. I like it. But I always, I always add either lemon or lime too with the olive oh, oil. Oh, I, I mean, forgot. That's a huge ingredient. Yeah. That's a major ingredient, yeah. the lime. Yeah, of course. Lime yeah, you need, a, you, I need that little acidity. Some people have used vinegar in uh, guacamole. Which isn't bad, but um, I prefer the fresh lime yeah. or fresh lemon. Um, yeah, and, the lime's got to carry it for sure. Anyway, yeah. hey, listen, Tom, this might interest yeah. you. Yeah, I got Tell my me. hands. There was an auction for some vintage ports recently. Oh, no kidding. Okay, I got one what? from August of 1914. Wow. And I have one from October of 1929. That's terrific. The oldest one now, I have is 20 uh um no wait let's see one uh 40 40 years 1940 1940 oh my goodness well that's a well that's a terrific year too because you know it it was in a a a tasting that we did for a bunch of years well for eight different special tastings at martin wine cellar and there were about 10 Ten or twelve people, all of whom were participating in this, and they had the, uh, the choices at the time were 80, uh, 82, I think was the next, and then we were, uh, then we were in seventy-eight was one of them. Wow. Uh, we started hitting them in the teens. Uh, we had uh, nineteen thirteen, which was supposed to be a great vintage, and it, it was it was an unbelievable. Uh, this was a set of tastings we did over a period of about three months, and it was yeah. Martin's, just, Martin, it, Martin's used to advertise that. You know, I worked for them yeah. for for a while, um, and uh, those were big events, um, and they Ooh, would really couldn't be pull out all the stops. And uh, it was it was very important to educate the public, and not only that, but people in the media like yourself too. You know. Yeah. You know, to kind of push it along. But what's really significant about this, um, this Grams from August of 1914, it was an, you know, most of the uh, Quintos in Portugal are owned by English firms, English families to this yeah, day. Yeah. Goes back to and 16. Bordeaux, too, for that matter. A lot of Bordeaux, that's true. Yeah. The uh, Rothschilds, the English part of the Rothschilds still run the, uh, you know, the great estates, mm-hmm. Chateau Latour, and uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but this particular um, Grams was right before uh, they got cut off because of the U-boats in World War One. Mm. August of 1914 is the oldest one I got my hands on. But this one from October 29 is a um, it's a uh, what is it? It's a bar. Uh, I can't. Uh, little, little, little. One one year older than the. Uh... All right, I can't believe Doug hasn't yelled at us. Um, oh no, he uh, knows this. Well, no, no, no. I, I I just want to tell you, both of these bottles I got my hands on. One was right on the eve of the uh, stock market crash, and the other one was on oh, the wow. eve of World War One. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, yeah, well, just think about the date. But we I'm going to say these things. All right, hey, Gregory, well, hold on, um, hold on for a second, Gregory, because I want to ask sure. you a question about that. But we have to take a break. So hold sure, on just a sure, minute, sure. and. I, 
Do you, do you have a minute to hold on? I certainly do. Yeah, yeah hold on, okay, because I want to ask you something. All right, WWL 105.3 FM HD2. It's the food show, and we're here talking about eating a, your way around New Orleans. If you've got something you're looking for, if there's a dish that you're trying to make, a recipe, uh, an ingredient. We've spent a lot of time today talking about avocados, which is something worth uh, looking into a lot, frankly. Anyway, we'd love to hear from you no matter what it is. Uh, we're always open to talking about food, about restaurants, about you know, cooking, and everything else. 260-6368. Okay, so I had Gregory hold on. I'm yeah. going to ask both you and Gregory and anybody else this question. Mm-hmm. Sure. So you have this wine. Yeah. And it's historic. You know, yep, it is. The, You've got this wine in your possession, Gregory, that was, uh, you know, right at the time of the stock market crash. I do. How, how do it's you a, It's that? a Wars, by the way. How? It's a Wars Grand Quinto. That's what they call yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know anything about the brand, but I'm just saying, I'm talking from the historic perspective. Yeah. What do you do with these bottles that are Drink so them. valuable. You make sure they don't get warm or vibrated for a long period of time, and you store <laughs> them away. There is a lot of sediment. That's right. Yeah, but when uh, do you when do you say, okay, I'm going to break down and drink it? And when you think and it's it time. must be traumatic because it's like once you drink no. it, it's gone. No, not at yeah. all. I've done this before. I did it on my 50th birthday. I'm going to save these for my 60th birthday, which is just in about three years. And that's going to be, you know, with a group of friends who really enjoy the stuff I like. And uh, and I'm going to favor it. And I'll certainly keep the bottles, you know. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, mm-hmm. This 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 uh, one bottle of uh, of uh, Graham's, is, uh, it still has the, the chalky, you know, how they store them in those chalk-lined uh, uh, cellars in Portugal. And uh, it's got all the marks on it. It's just, it's just, it's a... It's a thing of beauty just to look at the bottle itself. You know yeah. how they made bottles back then is so different, yeah. and 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 how they corked them. The uh, wax is the wax is intact, and you can tell the wine's pristine just by looking at it when you just give it a little tilt. You can see the sediment down there. They definitely have to be decanted, of course. Yeah, but it's going to be uh, delicious juice in there. <laughs> Uh, my uh, uh, the, the my version of this one that you are talking about, the gram. Yeah, I have a I, I have a 48. That's, How's that, that? That's a terrific vintage too, because you know they really started pumping up production after the war, because during the war they couldn't export anything because of the damn U-boats in World War II, and and the same thing. While Spain and Portugal weren't in World War One, the waters all around there going to the streets of Gibraltar were patrolled by the Kaiser's U-boats, so it was impossible because they figured it was needless to try to export wine to, to Britain at the time or even to America because it was so dangerous. So a lot of these things yeah. got bottlenecked, pardon the pun. You know, there was a bottleneck of these wines. Yeah. So well, it's an interesting a, part of history. I'm, See, wine I'm, I'm, is history. <laughs> stay, uh, keep calling us every now and then, and uh, I might just decide to, to take one of these real old ports that I have. And, uh, see well, what you we know have. what? I would like to invite you and Marianne to my 60th birthday party in three years, so you can enjoy some of these fine wines that I'm going to pour. So we'll see about right. that anyway. Good. We'll see All who right, has guys. the best one. All right. See you later. We'll Thank see. You, Greg. All right. So long. Hello, hello. It's the food show. I often wonder about that. You've got this wine, and it's so historic. 
and you just you just I don't know it must be traumatic to actually drink it. I uh, it it's risky because you, you you don't want to let it go you too have long because then it's it's then it's it's it, wasted. For it nothing. improves in with time. Yeah. But then you reach a point where you have to tell yourself, okay, now's the time. Yeah. Because you can there is such a thing as going past yeah. the goal, yeah. and then then you have right. nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that has happened to me, but uh, I've been lucky with these. All right, two six zero six three six eight. If you would like to chat with us, we have had a busy show, a really busy show today, uh, starting off with the Rouse Festival of Avocados that's going on on Barone Street at the Rouses there. If you are an avocado lover, they are going for the world's record for most avocados in one place at one time. I don't know how these things get started, but anyway, there's a whole lot of avocados there. They're going to be doing uh, slicing and tasting of avocados, and ultimately, I think the price to get rid of these avocados is three for twenty-five cents. Wow, that's you're stealing that that price. So if you're going for a deal, make a salad uh, with them. They're real be, good. That would be a place to go and get your avocados. You know, we, we got off of, uh, let's see what else is on the almanac before we say goodbye, Tom. That's not the almanac. Anyway, we were talking about pork tenderloin also because that today is National Pork Tenderloin Day. I heard on the news that today is also National Cookie Day. We never oh, did get on that. We ought to have some cookies. And I would love to have asked uh, what your favorite cookie is. I have to say that right now, First of all, I'm not into cookies anymore. No? I don't even know no. why. I'm just not even. Uh, I used to love chocolate chip cookies. I never did love the kinds of Chips Ahoy cookie that my mom used to buy. But home-baked chocolate chip cookies are pretty spectacular. I like peanut butter cookies with a little peanut butter, uh, chopped peanut butter in it. I don't know if, if I could claim this as being my favorite cookie. But when you fly on Delta, I don't know if you've ever noticed this. This is your favorite cookie. There is a cookie that they give you on the on the boat. Most people have never even noticed it, but it's there. And when they come over and they they, they have a choice Biscoff. of crackers and Biscoff. Biscoff. That's John right. John Clement left you a box of Biscoff. A did whole you get them? Did crate you get of them? them. I did get them. Yeah. Did you? And get they them are already? they're at the at the main station. They're at the radio station. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'll have to bring um, some in here. Peanut butter but cookies. I can't stop I eating really, those I am really, really, really a fan of munch, Mary munch, Lee's munch. dark chocolate shortbread cookies. Those are killer. She makes these dark chocolate shortbread cookies that we then make ice cream sandwiches out of. Oh, that's good. And that is, uh, that's pretty spectacular. But that's about it. I'm trying to think of any other kind of cookie. Oatmeal cookies can be really good. What well, we Mike have? is on the phone, so we can talk to him. Mike. Mike. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Hello there. I uh, I heard the question that Marianne asked, and I had to unfortunately walk out the room immediately after. It basically dealt with wines that increase so significantly in value. What do you do with them? Yeah. And I've encountered that on a personal level. And what, the first thing I'll say is port is the red-headed stepchild of the wine world. That's you, true. Nobody, very few and people it, desire it. it. it but okay. when you when you hey, wait, get one into it, time. I want to hear both of what you're saying. Okay, go ahead. What's the redheaded? It's no. redheaded stepchild and what? 
port. Port yeah, would right. Gregory obtain. In other words, I don't think Gregory had to pay an exorbitant amount for those wines, even though they're very old, because port is not a demand wine for the the, the wine world at large. Really, I I, de- I demanded by God. I can't wait. Well, yeah, so, I, I haven't had a bad one yet. I have. Uh, I thought port was a really expensive a, thing, like it, a well, revered sort of thing. It, it, uh, it's. I think it's a bargain for for the quality that it brings to the. To well, what you have to. What you have to understand first, Marianne, is that port is a fortified wine. They add alcohol to it, and it gets up to alcohol levels of about 20%. Mm. So right, right then and there, you're going to limit the potential interest in it because it's not just a regular wine. It's a fortified wine, and it's a dessert mm. wine, basically. Yes, but right. Mo- moving, moving on from port, what has happened primarily with Bordeaux even to a greater degree with Burgundy, Red Burgundy, and to somewhat to a degree with cult Napa Valley Cabernets, as the prices have escalated to the point where you, if you do own them, you're reluctant to pull the cork on them. Yes. They, they, get, they get that expensive, okay? And it's not because of historical value. It's because of the supply and demand. And the best example of that is probably going back about five years ago, the Chinese were crazy about Bordeaux in general, but about Chateau Lafitte in particular. I remember that. And, that was a big, and, big deal. Yeah, and they were paying they were paying upwards of, I'd say somewhere between five and ten times what the wine had been released the release price for. You know, if you sold it at auction, you could just get a five full, six full, seven full return on your investment. Wow. So, so you do encounter this. You know, there comes a point. Especially if you've had multiple bo- you had multiple bottles of a wine and you've ex- you had one or two of them already and you say you know I really know what this is all about and uh, do I really need to drink the other three or can I get a really killer return on this you know but I don't think that, now there is an upper echelon of wine world where price is not an object they will pay anything yeah. if if they want something uh, there's a there's a particular domain in Burgundy called DRC Domaine Roman uh, Conti Romane Conti and these wines are, are in the thousands and thousands of dollars a bottle. But supply is so little. I mean, some of these wines, they may only release between 50 and 100 cases worldwide. So it's only going to be the elite that can even think about paying those kind of prices for that wine, you know. Well, we got to get their money over on our side some kind of way. Yeah. I love yeah, I know. vintage gonna, pool myself. Me too. I, I'm nuts about it. Okay. Well, anyway. All right. Uh, Hope I answered your will... question. Have, we will come back wait, with wait, that. Wait, wait, let, wait. Let him say what he's going to say before he goes. What, Mike? Did he go? I think he went. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. 2606368 is the number. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Okay. So what, where we had something to, to read here, and uh, or maybe it wasn't for that, but our... Yeah, here we go. We haven't gotten into well, tenderloins, uh, pork tenderloin yep. you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Gourmet Gazetteer. The yeah. Gazetteer is a, a publication that looks kind of like a, a dictionary and kind of like a uh, encyclopedia. But in this case, it, Gazetteers are, uh, are are books or other media uh, that uh, is c- combined to make uh, only place names. 
Yeah, so the, you have a, the Gazetteer in this case is a place called Muscle Creek. It flows about 20 miles through a hilly south-central uh, Alabama, Alabama place. It creates a flat valley floor. As it goes, it touches about 165, at I-65 rather, uh, and it goes all the way from Montgomery and Mobile, Muscle Creek, M-U-S-S-E-L, and I, it caught my eye because uh, they were there was a restaurant that was actually serving them in a French bistro, which struck me as an odd place to put this in with the stuff from Greenville and Alabama River. Anyway, our old kitchen saga. Uh, uh, old kitchen says. The, the, the old the old says, chicken the kitchen sage. Yeah, says. what's he say? Here, you do it. <laughs> Okay. Right there. The old kitchen sage says it's about pork tenderloin. Note that the two pork tenderloins in a package are usually of different sizes and cook them accordingly. They're not that different, though. One's just a little bit smaller than the other one, usually. I remember when when you used to buy those, and uh, we we did eat a lot of pork tenderloin at one time, but uh, but not not in a very long time. I don't know why. I just I, I just I just don't know why. Hmm. Anyway, I don't know why. Yeah, I was gonna about to say two six zero because that's sort of my or automatic default when uh, when there's not very much time to say anything, but there really isn't any point in giving out the phone number because we have to go. Yeah, uh, the words to eat by today are. A hen is only an egg's way of making another egg. Yeah. You didn't think that was funny? No. Yeah. yeah. Rock musician John Cale, or Cake, was born today in 1940. Frances Crabby, an early British feminist, was born today in 1822. That's a perfect name, isn't it? Yeah, that's absolutely perfect. Perfect Perfect name. Yeah. (laughs) You know that Lloyd Bacon, if he's not a supporting working, actor on many Charlie Chaplin movies. If he doesn't own a restaurant, he ought to. Yeah. Yeah. A cup of coffee, real coffee, home brewed, home ground, homemade. That comes to you, dark as a hazel as as hazel eyes, but changes to a golden brown as you temper it with cream. That never cheated, a, but. You know what? I, I can't even read me. this. It's too dark in here. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway, um, I, I hope that everyone had a fun show with us. I have learned one thing really important about avocados, which is put them in the refrigerator so that when Mary Lee goes and gets all the avocados that she will hopefully bring home from this gigantic Rouse's Avocado Fest, um, we will put them in the refrigerator and see how long they last because I do love them. You know what I miss? I miss green goddess dressing. Ah, that has a local uh, connection. You Warren know, LaRuth created is that, right? that. Is that right? Well, I'll tell you what. You know, yeah. um, there's a salad at Lola, which is really, really delicious. It is a grilled salmon salad. And the heat from the salmon, when it's grilled and placed on top of the lettuce, will sort of melt the avocado. And it coats the lettuce in a way that I think... Even if it was green goddess dressing, it couldn't be any better. But I, I don't know why we don't have much green goddess dressing anymore because it seems like a natural thing to just put some oil in avocado and make a dressing. Well, you know, uh, I often say that I'm serving it when, it, you know, as far as I know, you only see it in, in bottles. Or, yeah, you know, it's, you not, know. it's not popular out there now. Uh, but a- you can, ma- uh, Ken and I have made it uh, out of the actual 
avocado, well, making that's, that's that into. Idea. Well, the original you uh, is not put that it in the way. food processor with some oil and it, and, and there you some are. herbs, and yeah. you have a really great dressing. Yeah. Anyway, we have come to the end of our that program. Is true. I think. Well, we're going to be here again on Sunday. No, nope, we're going to be here not, tomorrow, tomorrow. Tomorrow, Thursday. Tomorrow's Thursday. Don't go anywhere. Tomorrow we'll be here on Thursday, three ah. to five, as always. Have a wonderful evening, everyone. All right. Hope you find a good meal. WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.